Welcome to our podcast, The Relevance of Sydney Banks' Role. This podcast was born out of a deep feeling. It consists of a series of conversations with individuals who have been SIT students for years and also dear friends of him. There is a question to explore, certainly understanding the relevance of his role as why. Why is it so crucial? So welcome to a shared conversation that comes out of a feeling to keep Sydney Banks' understanding alive as a level of consciousness. This is the story, a story full of hope and transformation, and every time we're reminded of it in the stillness of our minds, life is just but a beautiful, loving, and deep journey not to be missed. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, The Relevance of Sydney Banks' Role. And today, as our guest, we have a dear person. Her name is Brooke, and she is a um, CEO of a nonprofit organization called the Spark Initiative. They are located in Florida, and they do a lot of work with kids, all based in that um, they call it the healthy state of mind, the three principles. And so, and we also work together and we volunteer together in the um, organization, also nonprofit, the three principles um, global community as part of the board member. More information about her, um, you can find on the episode's description. I was looking forward to this conversation. And uh, so thank you, Brooke, for being here with us today and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So there was, um, in one of our board meetings, um, you spoke about Sidney Banks and you spoke about how neutral, you know, in all his, um, his books, his interventions in, in audios, CDs, all that you get is that feeling of neutrality. And when you spoke about that, I loved it. Um, and I just said, oh, she has to be in the podcast. I just thought she has to be in the podcast uh, so that we can talk about that neutrality, which we hear a lot in the uh, three principles community. So um, maybe we can start exploring that and then we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, so... That conversation for me um, that we had at the board meeting, um, it's interesting because it's one of those, those uh, things I came to just recently, like, um, because we ask a lot at the, during our board meetings, we, we talk about his relevance a lot and um, how to get his message out and his, his materials out more. Um, in our own community and with people that are teaching this understanding of the mind and, and why it's important and why it's not. And for me, and this is just very personal, but this is what I came to. Um, for me, it was always like a little bit of discomfort talking about a man in a way that was like almost pedestal-ish. But the message he has was never uncomfortable. 
And it took me a bit, like it took me a bit to reconcile that, right? Like the difference between, and if you listen to Sid, he never wanted followers. So I, I, I would always like himself, like the man. So I'd always get a little bit uncomfortable of like, I don't know how else to say it in a, in a, um, you can tell I'm like a little uncomfortable saying it right yeah, now. Like, yeah. I would, <laughs> you know. No, but it, this is great. And I'm sorry to interrupt, Brooke. This is great because I think many people feel like that. And so if we could just talk about it and, and clear um, the air, if we, if we are able to, that would be great. That is great. Yeah. So, I, and I think that's what it was is for so many years, I, I was so uncomfortable about having this conversation that I just didn't. And I just kept all of what I saw to myself. But then I really began to kind of explore why is it that I'm uncomfortable? Because obviously I'm running a nonprofit based on this understanding. I obviously, it's transformed my life. So like my personal life, but I've seen it transform, um, you know, all the, the, the thousands of people that we've worked with. Like I've seen it over and over and over again, but it's so transformative and so helpful but yet I was having this kind of internal debate with myself about it mm -hmm. and not about the understanding, but yeah. about talking about a person in the way that it felt just a little, I grew up in a, a Christian church and it, at times it feels like, um, for me, this is the best way I can relate to it. But at times it feels like it's like, you're talking about Jesus Christ, like the way in which some people, talk about Sydney, it sounds the same to me because I've been around that other kind of thing my entire life. And so I, just this past year, to stay integrity with myself because I am on the 3PGC board and that is a mission is to get his work out there, to stay integrity with my, in integrity with myself, I really started to like, immerse myself in his work quietly, you know, without talking about it to people without like in a way that I hadn't before to see if I really like what I could see and then why it's so important, the relevance of his work. And what I found over the past year, which is so beautiful and so needed right now, sorry, I didn't know I'd get emotional. Yeah is he, he never talks about himself, one. So to me, that's just kind of like a, I feel like he's probably like rolls over in his grave when he hears other people talk about him in the way that like I hear it sometimes. Because <laughs> it was never personal for him, but also there is such a neutrality in the way he talks about things and life. And neutrality in the, in the way that he, it's almost like all accepting, like it's all okay. You know, like, um, we always talk about, there's like no shoulds or shouldn'ts. There's no like, you know, certain ways to be like, this isn't about being a certain way, this understanding, it's just about understanding. And with that understanding comes pure love. And you know, there's no rules, like all of that kind of stuff. Like every time I get insecure about 
whatever it is I'm insecure about, lots of things. <laughs> yeah. Going and listening to something, any like or reading something he wrote or listening straight from him. Not there's a difference between listening to people tell stories about him and going directly to his materials. Um, want it so simple and regardless of what I'm like internally conflicted about somehow it's answered in whatever I'm reading or it's like oh yeah don't listen to that book like all that crap in your head is just like your perspective of like your internal debate right but his message was never any like you can't it's just so neutral Mm -hmm. like and and I just you know I so for me, that's the importance of going to hit like for years. And I've only been around this understanding for about seven years, maybe, but for years I'd hear people talk about, you know, I read all his stuff and I listened to most of his stuff. And at Spark, we have access to a lot of his really early materials, which for me, I resonate with so much more than a lot of the newer stuff. But so I immersed myself in that at the beginning and then came out of it and started doing our own work and like still listening to people, teachers. But what I saw and was so humbled by this year was that's the relevance of his materials is going back to, you know, like the original materials because we're humans and we water it down, you know, like we water it down unintentionally, but we do. And even through stories that are beautiful stories, personal stories of people that knew him, it's not the message, right? Like the stories of how that's not, that's not it. Like if you go, that's why it's so important to point people to it. So for years I'd be in conversation or I'd be in classes and they'd go tell they people, teachers would tell these amazing stories about how they met him or times where they were with him. And then they say, go read it. It's like, yeah, but that's not why, right? Like why you read it is because we're all humans watering down this, <laughs> yeah. this really powerful message. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's something about, I don't know, or something about when you, it's like one time, Aaron Turner was doing this talk and he said, he was telling, he was like giving this story about, you know, like when it's your idea, it's your idea. And it's like best comes from you. And he was saying, you know, like if, if, if my wife is saying you need to call the, we need to call the plumber. And then I get on the phone with the plumber and she's standing right next to me and she's like, yeah, but you have to say this. No, say this. Don't say this. It's like, you should call the plumber because it's your idea, right? Like this, I'm, it's never going to be as clear if it's not coming from me. And that's what I see. Like going back to his work is like, it's, it gets convoluted with other people, mm-hmm. even the most well-intentioned people. Cause there's your personal thinking on top of it. Yeah. And when you go back to his, his stuff, it's clear. You don't need someone else to come through the, you know, and say, Oh no, 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 no. But that, not that, not that, not that. <laughs> it's because it's just it. Yes. Yes. And it's true that 
You know, it's, um, it's quite something, Brooke, because as you said, you, you needed to be in integrity with yourself, which I, that's, we have to do that with our own soul. And for me, when I, I started, I, I had that feeling to start sharing this understanding. Um, and, and, and also what had happened to him. I, I, there's, there's something about his story that I find it's, um, it's part of, of it all. Not that he wanted that, but it, it is part of it all. I, I feel that. And so when I started sharing in Spanish, with, which is my native language, I said, we, if we're introducing the three principles, I just felt it very strong. We have to talk about his materials, about his life, about everything that, how this, the genesis of it, the origins of it, how these this, um, three principles, which its implications are huge, like Chip Chipman says. They're huge. I mean, your thoughts are not longer reference for your life. That's huge. That, for me, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, freedom. Um, and so I had to be in integrity with that. And I remember going to Elsie Spiro and talking to her, her and saying, we have to do an introductory book that speaks about Sid, not as the man, not as the man, he didn't want that, but as what everything that happened in, in, in his message and what he was pointing to. But we can't take him out of the picture. We can't, and I felt it very strong. And I still, um, it's like, if I start talking about that, I get intellectual. So it's just a feeling that I have to go with. And it's very strong. And, it's not, um, it's just a feeling that is very strong that we need to do this. And, and so without um, trying to impose it, but be, be, beyond that, something that has happened to me as I, I started and we've done, this is like our 16th or 17th episode, something, um, is the complete opposite of what you would think um, talking in a podcast about Sydney Banks' role, you know, the relevance of it. You would say, oh, you know, here it is, a follower and all this. It has brought me to a deeper place within me that I, I wasn't, uh, that I had not experienced. I, I knew it was there, but I had not experienced. It had slowed me down and shifted even more the direction of um, where to look. And that's something that if somebody asked me, what, what, what did you get out of that podcast? At least this first um, uh, season. That, that I can say that. I, I would say, oh, it brought me within to that place that I'm like, I was looking for that definition of um, neutrality in one of the dictionaries is speaks about disengagement and what am I disengaging from? And it's like, Oh, disengaging from my own personal thinking to a place that he spoke about so beautifully and so brilliantly, I think, and so clear and with such a certainty. 
that um where i can i can uh, just experience that feeling that gratitude that innate health that which um, we are all connected to in that oneness and so it has been surprising for me that i had nothing to do with that man but um yeah so yeah i love that i like like what i what i love about what you just said is that that's the feeling i get every time i i go and listen there is a disengagement with whatever it is you know like i know my personal experiences and and my religious background give me a lot of like already experiences where i do engage you know and i i make you know my my thoughts make like links to you know what i grew up with versus you know how some people talk about sid and and, and it does it, it i engage with that personal thinking mm -hmm. But every single time, and I think that's why it's so important. There is a, when I said neutrality during the 3PGC meeting, what I remember thinking at that time was not disengagement, the, but it makes sense. Like I, it is what's happening. It's a disengaging with your personal thinking. But what I remember feeling was like, there's a remembering that we're one or remembering that there is a oneness in ourselves and there is no duality i guess i mean there is personally but that's what it brings me back to and when you said like all those things like i've i go within myself i feel peace i feel love i feel contentment like that's what happens to me every time so it's like whatever i'm competing with in my mind you know, whether it be how to raise my kids, am, am I a good mom or, you know, am I integrity with myself on the 3PGC board? Like whatever it is, like whatever I'm competing with in my mind, every time I, I go read something of his or listen or it brings me back to myself, like my inner self. It, there's a calming piece there it's just a reminder you know it's a reminder that you can't find other places yeah <laughs> you know like i love listening to people like dickon and elsie and george and linda and i love that but that's not it either you know what i mean like the reminder that you're talking about the deeper going in is is different yeah it's like a whole other playing field yeah. i think also you were it, it, there was something about being personal you know when you spoke about that it had to do with that too not him as you were saying being personal and we had to we've had two episodes about that being personal the personal message. Yeah, there's some like I don't know if this is what you're saying, but this is what mm -hmm. I see. So, yeah. growing up in my religion, there was something about 
going in the Bible. Like I learned to do this a long time ago. Like whatever I was dealing with or struggling with, I would just flip a page open and read a verse and it would somehow like just attach to me. Right. Like, Oh, like, I don't know, like just calmness. Right. Mm. It was like just what I needed. And now looking at that, it's like, Oh, that's the spiritual nature of life. Like there's truth in a lot of different things that we read. And that's what happens with, with Sid all the time for me now. Like I'll go and I'll listen to something and it's like, Oh, that's like, it touches me on a personal level. Like whatever I'm struggling with, like, Oh, there it is. You know, and it could be completely off topic, but there's some like juice in it that I see it in a new way or I see it differently or. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It also gave me talking about religion. It, um, yeah, it gave me a different perspective on in a different feeling on, on the spirit and being spiritual. It, it explained to me what it was yeah. being spiritual. Yeah. And, um, and, and you hear a lot that from people uh, who are involved with the three principles. It's like, oh, that's what it is. And that was one of the things. Oh, that's what I, it is. And then I can respect religion for what it is. And I yeah. profoundly do. But it's like, oh, I'm spiritual. And I understand what it is. Mm-hmm. being spiritual and that we share that oh, yeah. yeah I know it, like for me <laughs> yeah. I, I say this all the time like I um, have such a closer relationship with quote unquote God now uh-huh. like all of my my I, and I, I never use the word spiritual before either. And I do now. And I actually just had this conversation with my 15 year old last night. And she said, mom, like, you know, we, we come from a very, very religious family, like very religious. And, and I, in a lot of ways, I'm so appreciative of the way, like the religious that I grew up with was very different, I think, than a lot of people or stories I've heard. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of rules and like, it was a lot like what, you know, the message, it was like, you are whole, no matter what, there's nothing you can do to be broken. Like you are made from like this perfect being and that's in you no matter what. And we were, that was instilled in us. And there's a guidance system inside of you. Like if you have an issue, get quiet, you'll find the answer. Like God will talk to you and tell you what to do. Like that, those are the kind of things that like really, were instilled in me. So when I heard this, like for me, when I heard Sid's message, it was like thought was the missing link, like for me. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, all that stuff. And we're creating our experience moment to moment. And no wonder we get so freaking lost. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything. Like thoughts just running through you. Like, oh that incredible. That for me was like the freeing part because I had yeah. somehow like through my religion got that other truth. And I'm so mm-hmm. thankful to my parents for that because in the church, it wasn't like that. Like I'd always question like, but the pastor said X, Y, and Z. And my dad's like, yeah, don't listen to that. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Like he'd just be like, 
stick to your personal, like the, the verbiage growing up was your personal relationship with God. You're, you're in relationship with him and he'll speak through you. And like, that's different now. Like I see it a little differently now, but it was like that you are whole no matter what there's no, it is unconditional. Love is in you unconditionally and you cannot be broken. And so that was permeated in me through life. And then, you know, so I think it's important that spiritual nature is so important. And I have to remind myself of that sometime teaching this message is like, it's the knowing that is the reason that the whole thought thing helped you like bridge the gap, right? Like knowing what you knew first, like that's the foundation. And then yes, your thinking creates your experience moment to moment. It was like the glue that held, you know, I don't know. It's like the, like the, about that. That's something there. Yeah. It's like a missing piece. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that was the missing piece, but without the foundation, Mm. that missing piece means nothing. Like it, it it helped. It's helpful sometimes, but without knowing that you're, connected to something bigger that is like has your back always and it's not a blind faith it's a faith you can count on every single time like that we're we're all connected and all one and all all okay you know and that no one is broken that's the foundation like that's the freaking Mm-hmm. that's what I fall into every time I get lost. I'm like, yeah, but we're all okay. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's me being a parent and getting really wrapped up into my own like fear of like, are my kids okay? Are they going to ruin their life? Or, is, you know, my 16 year old's about to walk out the door. Is this it? Like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> all the things, or, all the human things, you know, all the human things. Right. Yeah. But, or even working with people and working in the, the juvenile justice system or with we also work with um we work in a safe house with sex traffic survivors it's like you can get wrapped up in those stories but remembering like that foundation is there for everybody like they have their own guidance system they have their own they call it your spark like but mind is there for them too you know like mm-hmm they're just like me yeah and I love when that spark comes out of their their eyes you know when they they feel it they feel it I love that yeah especially with kids it's like a, <gasps> and yeah. that's, that's all you need and it's funny because it's like yeah <laughs> I even you know like even my own kids have have said stuff like is it really really lost in thought I can remember my little ones I haven't had this conversation with because it just hasn't come up but my almost 11 year old now when she was nine she was freaking out like freaking out and she has like tendencies like OCD runs in my family and and um with her I have five kids but with her since she was little, if she eats certain foods and like certain dyes or certain chemicals go into her body, like she just starts running like crazy. Like her mind goes a million miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And 
I would have been the person that said, what, are you kidding me? That doesn't happen. Like with one kid, but not another. Oh no, it happens. It's a real thing. Like mm-hmm. her out of the five kids in my house can eat something and they'd be fine. Four seconds after she eats it, it's like a totally another child emerges from her body. <laughs> 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 but we, so I limit it a lot with her. Like I, I really am kind of strict about it. But we were at the beach all day about two and a half years ago. And um, I just kind of let the kids have a free for all. And it was like a 12 hour day. So it was a long free for all. And by the time we got home and we were all in bed, we had all showered and we're all in bed. And at, like an hour later, she comes into our room and she is just flipping out. Like her mind has been going for hours and she's created like crazy stories. So I took her outside and I said, <laughs> you gotta calm down. Like, cause she was saying stuff that had I not had this understanding, I probably would have been at the hospital with her. Like she was saying some crazy things and, uh, and she's like, I can't calm down. I can't calm down. I said something like, you know, Gabriela, um, you don't have to believe every time, everything you think. And she's like, what do you mean? And, and she's bring it out. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> and I said, well, I mean, we all like thought isn't real. It just looks real sometimes. And it was like, whoosh, immediate, like, and she goes, how come you never told me that before? <laughs> and that was it. And we went, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> didn't, it didn't seem necessary until now. And a year later, a year later, we didn't have another conversation about it. A year later, she's, we're sitting in my bed and she's just playing with something. She goes, remember that time you thought you told me about thought? She's like, that was cool, huh? You know, it's like, wow. yeah. So it's, it is, it's all important, right? Like the whole, like what Sid talked about, the three principles, they all work together. Like that's what I see. Like they all work together. And you can't have, like there's always going to be a missing link if you don't have one of those working yeah. together, like in your understanding. Mm-hmm. And even though I had, the spiritual side of it. I do like, I've always, I've always internally felt so connected to God in a personal way that it's deepened immensely over the past seven years with this understanding. But it like fundamentally, I've always had that, like even more than I would say my parents who are go to Israel and like go to these big tours and study the Bible and been in seminary and like, tons and tons of studying, intellectual studying, like the spiritual side of it, I've always felt very, very connected to and had a really deep faith in like, we're going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. Like terrible things happen, but I have felt, always felt a deep safety within myself. But the thought piece of that, that said brought to the table yeah it was transformational for me yeah and look at what you can give to your one of your kids in a moment that you said you know i could have taken her to the hospital 
uh, if I didn't know all this um, understanding. And here it is, you know, divine gift, because it's a divine gift. And I don't want to sound religious in that sense, but it becomes a divine gift when you just give it. This is, and then it's like, oh, done. Yeah. Yeah. What a touching episode this one has been, Brooke. Um, and this is what I, I mean that it takes you and that you also, you know, when you point to what, you know, um, his message and, and what he saw that he shared it from the moment that he saw, he had that epiphany. Um, yeah, this is what happens and it just takes some... Um, um, each one of us, it takes us within. Yeah. Thank you, Brooke. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Oh, wonderful, beautiful. And um, I'll see you in the next board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Anna. You're welcome. Thank you, Brooke. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.